Labor can be really intense and long and exhausting. And food is the fuel that literally keeps us going every single day. So a lot of people think that they have to stop eating like once they start labor. No, if you're at home and you're just in labor and you're hungry, eat. It's okay. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control, and have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse, and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, we are chatting about hospital bags. For a first-time mom, I honestly was such a slacker when it came to packing my hospital bag for labor. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I was lucky I didn't go into labor like a few weeks early because I would have not been prepared and I would have just been packing very, very fast. (laughs) For my second birth, I was way, way, way more organized and prepared. And because I know this is a very buzzworthy topic when it comes to birth prep, I thought it only made sense to make an episode out of it for you guys. So first off, I am a big fan of packing individual bags for labor, recovery, dad slash partner, and baby. This keeps everything so much more organized. Inside the episode, I'll get into what should be in each of those bags, and I'll also cover some things to specifically not bring with you, and then we'll talk in depth about snacks for labor and touch a bit on eating during labor too. Does that sound good? Let's do it. When it comes to packing your own bag, like I said in the intro, I really like packing all of my stuff into two separate bags. The way I did it was I had like a big bag and then I had two smaller little bags within that big bag. This way, my husband really didn't have to root through and just mess everything up in there to find something that I needed while I was in labor, especially that's when you kind of need things quickly. It also meant that my postpartum bag was nice and organized and ready to go for the second half of our hospital stay. And while this is an essential, obviously you can pack wherever you want to, my brain really liked this way. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about some of those things that should be on your checklist. So number one, gum. That's gonna be number one today. (laughs) I know I'm not the only person that likes to have minty gum during labor or just minty gum in general. It helps as a distraction factor, but it also helps with the dry mouth feeling and it also can help with nausea. I personally get super nauseous and I vomit like no other when I'm in pain. So this is really, really key for me. I always had gum on me. Another thing I packed were my little essential oils. So there are all kinds of ways to use essential oils for labor. I personally made a special little blend, like a labor blend that I think I found it on Pinterest, honestly. Um, And I used it as a massage oil during birth. And I will link that recipe in the show notes if you want to check it out. I thought it was a nice mixture. It wasn't too strong, but it also masked some of the smells that you might smell during labor. Next up, chapstick for sure. Your lips get super dry during labor because you're just breathing a whole lot. So definitely bring your chapstick and put your partner in charge of making sure that you use it, offering it. I think that's a good little job for them to have. 
Next up, hospital gowns. So obviously, you don't have to bring this. Some moms do like to pack their own hospital gown because it's a little bit more comfortable to be in something that is from home versus the hospital gowns that we have. But yeah, definitely make sure you grab that if you have one. Be sure to pack any hair ties, bands, headbands, whatever, bobby pins, whatever kind of stuff that you use in your hair to get it out of your face. Make sure you have plenty of that and some backup because you might be super sweaty. You just want that hairband right there if you need it. I also packed Preggy Pops. Do you guys know what those are? They are usually used for moms in the first trimester for nausea, but I also use them during labor because like I said previously, I'm the kind of person that gets really nauseous. So I had those also in my bag to go to when I started feeling nauseous during labor. And going along with the Preggy Pops, I also packed these little ginger candies. They were actually ginger flavored Altoids. So I had a nice array of like hard candy options. There's obviously some other things that you can pack in there. Some people like to bring those combs to do the little comb trick. A tennis ball is really, really good for counter pressure. But those were just some personally of the things that I put in my bag. And obviously, if you want our full checklist, we do have a full hospital bag checklist. You can just check um, the episode description below and I will link that for you. All right, moving on to postpartum items, phone chargers. I feel like that is a postpartum item because I didn't really need that during labor, but your phone is probably going to be running on low battery with all the texts, phone calls, pictures you're taking. So obviously you're going to need like a nice phone charger. I always tell people too to bring one that has a nice long cord because sometimes the outlets in hospitals are just weirdly placed. So just make sure you have like a long cord. Obviously you want to bring your own personal toiletries. I brought my skincare stuff that I use at night, my toothbrush, toothpaste. I brought some dry shampoo too because I didn't want to deal with washing my hair at all. And I brought my brush, but obviously you know, you bring what you need to feel clean and nice and comfortable. I also brought a pair of shower sandals. So I had just like a, are they made of plastic? I don't know. Like those cheap $1 flip-flops that you can get from Old Navy. I just threw those in my bag because I see how yucky those floors get and how sometimes they are clean. It's like college. You just use shower shoes in college because you just know sometimes the floors just don't get cleaned. And even though they do get cleaned, I just, I don't know, I needed my shower shoes. So that was just me. You can pack shower shoes if you want to, or you can go barefoot. It's fine. But that was just me. I definitely did bring my shower shoes. I also brought loose PJ pants, not leggings, for nighttime. I am totally a leggings, yoga pants, like during the day kind of person, I live in them, okay? But in postpartum, you're actually gonna want to bring some loose PJs or like sweatpants for sleeping because of your postpartum pad situation. It is just hard to get leggings over a big old pad with those panties that they give you. So my recommendation to people is always bring like loose stuff. And then I also brought a robe and like a little kind of sweater jacket thingy that was open in the front that I could just wear. I basically had that and then a nursing bra on the whole time. I could just easily open it up and, you know, nurse right there. Just make sure you bring something like that that opens in the front. Don't bring a sweatshirt if you're cold. Bring like a jacket you can zip up or like a sweater that you can open or a robe. And I already said this, but I also brought some nursing bras. Um, I brought some nursing camis or tank tops as well. 
This is obviously your personal preference, but having some light support will kind of make you a little bit more comfortable once you come in, even if you don't typically sleep in a bra. I always say, just bring them. You kind of just need that support right in those first few days. Next up, socks. Don't forget socks. I know some people are really weird about sleeping in socks, and I am too, but I feel like I just needed socks during the day because sometimes your feet just get really cold. So bring socks. They have really cute little grippy socks that you can buy too on Amazon or on Etsy. I mean, we do have socks at the hospital. Most hospitals do have them with little grippy things, but they do have really cute ones that you can get. Are you in search of the perfect pump for your breastfeeding days? Proven to provide more milk in less time, the Motif Luna is a powerful breast pump that's built for modern motherhood and covered by insurance. With a battery-powered or non-battery version, the Luna is perfect for today's busy mom. The Motif Luna breast pump is lightweight and sleek, quiet and customizable, so you can quickly find what works best for you and your baby. The Luna also features a backlit LCD screen, built-in nightlight, closed system, quiet motor, and auto shutoff. And the battery-powered model gives you even more freedom and flexibility with a rechargeable battery that lasts over two hours. But beyond the features and ease of use, the Luna works. In a third-party study, five out of six moms reported more milk and less time than the leading pump brands. As a pumping mama, I personally used and loved my Luda pump. The expression mode works to express milk as efficiently as possible, while the massage mode would stimulate my letdown by mimicking my baby's natural nursing pattern. Sophisticated, strong, and soothing, covered by insurance, get ready to make your pumping days easier with the Motif Luna. To learn more about the Luna and order one for your breastfeeding and pumping journey, head on over to MotifMedical.com. And as a special offer for all MLN podcast listeners, you can get 15% off site-wide, including the Luna plus all supplies and accessories with the code MLN23. Some exclusions may apply. That's code MLN23 for 15% off site-wide at motifmedical.com. And then this one is one of the most important things, I think. Bring your own pillow. Oh my gosh. Hospital pillows suck, you guys. They are like plastic. At least the ones at my hospital are. So bring yours from home, please. (laughs) And then I also brought a breastfeeding pillow. So I chose to breastfeed both of my boys. So I think I brought my breast friend. I had a Bobby and my breast friend, but I think I brought my breast friend to the hospital. It just makes nursing so much easier from the get-go. And learning with one, especially if you're a first-time mom, learning with a breastfeeding pillow from the start can really just make a world of difference, especially if you have a lactation consultant there with you to help you with your nursing pillow. Yeah, make sure you bring that thing. All right, moving on to your little hospital bag for baby. This one is not going to be very big. And I did not pack very many things, but I did have it just in its own little separate bag within my big bag. I always do pack pretty minimally for baby, uh, regardless if it's the first day in the hospital or in my diaper bag. I'm just, I don't like to bring a lot of stuff around. And the hospital will provide you in most places. I know in different countries, like in Canada, a lot of times, a lot of hospitals, I believe there don't have baby supplies. But here in the US, most hospitals do provide you with most of the essentials. So literally, if you showed up with nothing, you would be fine. 
the hospital usually has diapers and wipes, baby care stuff, free samples, you know, so don't go crazy here. This is what I personally packed like literally all of these things were the only things in my little baby bag. I brought a cute little swaddle, not even, even, I mean, it was cute, but it was like a functional good swaddle. I also used it because it was cute. You know, you want something to kind of take pictures in. I also brought a pair of nail clippers because sometimes babies come out and they have super sharp nails. You just have to be really careful because sometimes nails can be kind of flimsy when they first come out. But I brought nail clippers and I did clip both of my boys' nails. If you have one of those little nail grinders though too, those are fine. And those are actually better than bringing nail clippers like in the hospital. Pacifiers. I also brought a few pacifiers. I didn't end up using them, but I always tell moms, please just bring a pacifier. You might need it. Even if you plan to breastfeed, just throw it in there. Because honestly, a lot of hospitals like my hospital, they do not sell pacifiers down in the gift shop because we're like a baby, you know, friendly hospital. So they don't even sell pacifiers down there. So make sure you just throw it in there. You probably won't need it, but if you do, you have it. Hand mittens. Yes, I definitely had some hand mittens in there because they scratch their faces. It's so sad and pitiful. (laughs) And then I did have a going home outfit for baby. I think I brought that and then like one other onesie. You don't need to bring like a ton of clothes for baby. Uh, Really, you could just bring your going home outfit because let's be honest, like you can just have your baby in a diaper and do skin to skin like the whole time that you're there before you leave. But yeah, I did have a going home outfit and I always tell moms, I had a pretty good idea that I wasn't going to have a giant baby. But if you're not sure, pack like a zero to three month and a newborn size in there because sometimes those babies come out real chunky and they don't fit the newborn sizes. And then finally, you guys know this, I just did a reel on this a few weeks ago, Aquaphor, bring some Vaseline or Aquaphor to put on that little butt before baby poops for the first time because that meconium poop is so, so sticky. And that is such a good little trick that I tell people to just put it on their bottom. It makes cleaning up that first poop so much easier. And literally all of those things, that is what I had in my bag for baby. All right, moving on to a dad or partner's bag. So I personally did pack my husband's bag. You know, you can have them pack their own bag. I don't know. But this is what I put in there. I got his toiletries. I got him a little pair of shower shoes. I put chargers in there. I put obviously like a pair of clothes. I think I brought two pairs of clothes for him. Underwear, socks, those kind of things. And then I brought like comfy clothes, a pair of PJs. And then I put all of my labor snacks in his bag because there was just extra room. And we are going to talk about snacks in just a minute. But first, I just talked about what I do recommend, but what don't you need? The first go around, I remember making a huge list of items that I thought I needed during my stay, only to find out I didn't really need the things that I thought I did. And that's very common. A lot of people show up with like all this stuff and you don't really need it. So I just wanted to say a few things that I see people bring that I'm like, girl, you don't need that. It's fine. (laughs) I already said this before when I was talking about baby, but multiple outfits for a baby. You're only going to be there for two or three days max. So really, you only need that going home outfit, maybe one other thing. My hospital also provides little long sleeve onesies. So if you don't bring anything again, you'll be fine. All right, the sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. 
This one says, thank you so much for all of your helpful posts. Just delivered my first this evening after wicked back labor. Oh yeah, I have wicked back labor. That's a good way to describe it. (laughs) But felt prepared thanks to your epidural course and other advice, despite needing six tries to get the epidural in place. Oh my gosh, yikes. You helped make it a less scary experience and I have so much respect for L&D nurses. Oh, so sweet. If you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head over to mommylabornurse.com slash courses to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. Next thing not to bring, underwear. What? Don't bring underwear? Yeah, don't bring underwear. We have those fancy schmancy mesh undies that you can wear and they are way better than messing up your underwear with blood, postpartum blood. Regardless of if you have a vaginal delivery or you have a C-section, you're going to be having bleeding after you have a baby. And we have those mesh panties for a reason. Don't bring your underwear. There is no need for it. Also, don't bring your hair dryer. You can if you really, really want to wash your hair at the hospital. But personally, I don't care. I didn't wash my hair. I do see people take showers and get their hair wet, but you just don't need your hair dryer. It's fine. Another one baby book. I know, isn't that sad? But actually, I always see people bring these, but they never use them because they're you're just doing other stuff and you forget to even break it open and write in it. So just leave it at home. You can write the stuff that happened in the hospital that you need to write in your baby book at home. It trust me, you're just not going to use it. I think I honestly brought mine both times and I didn't use it. And then finally, don't bring diapers and wipes unless you live in Canada or another uh, country that doesn't supply baby products. But most hospitals in the U.S. provide diapers and wipes for babies, so no need to bring them. All right, let's wrap this episode up with some snack items. And then we're going to talk about eating during labor too, because I think that's relevant when we talk about snacks. So when it comes to preparing for birth, a question that always comes up is about eating during labor, what to eat, can you eat? And it's one of those things that is a lot less black and white than you'd think. Different birthplaces and even providers may have different guidelines on this, and it really should be kind of determined on an individual basis. I can't sit here and say, yes, you absolutely can eat these things during labor. It really, really kind of depends on your situation. If you're high risk, what's going on? We do know that It is beneficial to you to be eating and drinking during labor when it's safe and desired by you. And those blanket policies of like no eating during labor are starting to go away. People are saying you can still eat as you can tolerate it. So really the answer to like, can you eat during labor is that it's up to your provider and your birthplace. But generally, if you are laboring on your own and you are considered low risk, okay, most providers will allow you to eat light meals and snacks as you can tolerate it. Sometimes you might get to a point where you're like, I don't have any desire to eat anymore. Give me all the water, but I don't want to eat anymore. And I always tell people too, hey, if this is a concern for you, of eating during labor and you're concerned that your provider is going to be like, no, just have a conversation with them. Ask them what their policies are, what their recommendations are. Just have that conversation at one of your next prenatal appointments. One thing I do recommend is that if you are laboring at home, go ahead and eat. Keep eating. There's no need to not eat while you're still at home, okay? Labor can be really intense and long and exhausting and food is the fuel that literally keeps us going every single day. 
So a lot of people think that they have to stop eating like once they start labor. No, if you're at home and you're just in labor and you're hungry, eat. It's okay. Those blanket policies that I talked about of, you know, you can't eat during labor are really rooted in the times of when the use of general anesthesia during birth was far more common. We really don't use general anesthesia during C-sections very much anymore unless it is an emergency or you can't have a spinal for medical reasons. And we're talking way back in the 30s and 40s, like 1930, 1940 is when general anesthesia was very, very common to be used. And the guideline of just, you know, don't eat during labor made sense back then because the risk of food aspiration in your lungs if you go under general anesthesia is necessary. And that was something that happened frequently. However, there are some scenarios where you most likely can't eat during labor. If you're high risk, if you do have an epidural, most of the time they will not let you continue to eat if you have an epidural. If you're being induced, or if you're having a planned C-section. In these cases, your provider will almost certainly not let you consume food, but often they will allow ice chips and water, and sometimes even they're like, yeah, clear liquid diet, you can have Jello, popsicles, ginger ale, anything you can see through clear liquids is totally fine. It really still is based on those mid 20th century recommendations to prevent food or liquid being inhaled into the lungs if you do go under general anesthesia. And like I said, the reality is that general anesthesia The use is quite uncommon, but those scenarios, like if you have an epidural, if you are being induced, you're at a slightly higher risk for an emergent C-section. And it's just considered best practice to not eat or drink other than ice chips and water, just in case. We don't want to aspirate any food. Nobody wants that. I don't want that as your nurse, and you don't want that as a patient. That It's not fun. Okay, now that we've covered that topic, let's talk about snacks. So what are some good labor snacks? So there's really like no hard and fast rules here, but there are certainly some foods that are better than others. Don't be bringing, you know, big old fatty cheeseburger or a hot dog or something like that. Nothing super heavy or greasy or filling. Want to make sure you've got absolutely everything you need packed in your hospital bag for birth? Of course you do. That's why I put my L&D brain to use and created the ultimate free hospital bag checklist just for you. It's organized for mom, partners, and baby to make sure you have everything you need to be comfortable and prepared without the unnecessary fluff that'll make the hospital staff think that you're moving in. A free hospital bag list created by a veteran mom and practicing L&D nurse? It doesn't get much better than that. Come on, let's be real. (laughs) Simply head over to mommylabornurse.com slash hospital bag right now to grab it today. That's right. Your completely free printable checklist is waiting at mommylabornurse.com slash hospital bag. When it comes to labor snacks, think light foods and drinks and stuff that gives you energy and has like a good staying power. Like I said, labor can be long. It can be a marathon, and it's important that you have the right nutrients to sustain yourself during this time because it can be quite tiring. Often, once active labor kicks in, you're not probably going to want to eat anymore, but if you want to try and fuel up during your early labor at home, I like to tell people things like trail mix, nut butters, like little crackers with you know peanut butter, like soup broth, smoothies are good, fruit. 
These all can be really good options because they're a bit easier to stomach and they still pack a good punch of nutrients that gives you that energy that you need. Anything high in protein too. Having foods that are high in fat and high in protein together will help you sustain your energy and strength. Here are a few, I think I have 10 listed out here. Ooh, yeah, I have 10 listed out here. I already said a few of them, but let's go down the list. Number one is honey sticks. You guys know what honey sticks are. They're so yummy. It's definitely one of my favorite labor snacks when I see people bring in honey sticks. It gives you like a little boost of energy and it's just like a nice little natural source of sugar. And the good thing about these honey sticks are even if you're like super nauseous or you really can't stomach anything, you can usually get down one of those little honey packets. Sometimes they are tricky to find in the store though, even at like Whole Foods. So if you're planning on bringing these, just order them from Amazon. That's the best place to get them. Number two, nut butter packets. They have those little packets that are just peanut butter or almond butter that you can just drink. Well, not drink, but (laughs) just eat really quick. And those things also are good for quickly putting onto like a quick little bite of banana or like a little cracker. I like those little packets. They're handy. And then I just said it, but number three is bananas. Bananas are another go-to labor snack that I recommend because they travel so easy. Bananas, it's not like strawberries or something that you have to like keep in a container. A banana, you can literally throw in your bag and it's fine. Number four, granola bars. Easy, so easy and they travel well as well. True granola bars have a good amount of dietary fiber and carbs that will give you the energy that you need to keep that stamina up, but you can also opt for granola bars that contain some protein as well because we talked about how important protein is. Number five, applesauce or other fruit pouches, like they have apple strawberry pouches. My kids like the ones from Target. They're like apple carrot or apple, I think apple spinach, but yeah. If you're sensing a theme, it's easy (laughs) and convenient and travel friendly. Those little applesauce packs are another thing you can just throw in your bag and they're super quick and easy to consume. Number six, coconut water. So I know that's not really a snack, it's a drink, but coconut water, if you like it, some people are like, I'm not a huge coconut water fan, but it is a perfect drink during labor. So I wanted to include it on this list. It's super hydrating, also contains electrolytes to replenish you when you're working real hard during active labor. Coconut water also only contains natural sugars versus added sugar, which is definitely a plus. But truthfully, any electrolyte drink like Gatorade, vitamin water, even Pedialyte is good to have on hand as well. Number seven, we talked about this. I think this was the first thing that I talked to you guys about. Gum, yeah, Gum is a good pick because it helps with dry mouth, like I said, and it can distract you and for that nausea. I'm saying it again because it's so important. Throw a pack of gum in your bag. (laughs) And actually, I did a post on this not too long ago. There was a 2022 peer-reviewed study published in the BMC Pregnancy and Childbirth Journal that looked at anxiety and pain scores during labor 30 minutes after gum was administered. And guess what? They found that they were significantly lower than the control group. I will read a excerpt from it. This study showed that chewing mint gum alone can reduce the pain of first-stage childbirth in addition to anxiety. Therefore, we can use the method of distraction as painless and anti-anxiety methods that are easy to use and effective in childbirth. Look, 
See, gum is so important. It's on here twice because it is evidence-based. We like evidence-based stuff here at Mommy Life Nurse. Number eight, hard candy. Also talked about this, but make sure you have some hard candy in there. Number nine, pretzels or crackers, something dry, saltine, something like that. Something crunchy. These go good with the nut butters, you know, that I was talking about before. Saltines are also good for nausea, but just something, you just want something crunchy in there too. And then finally, number 10, trail mix. I said this at the beginning, but trail mix is just a good mix because it has those nuts in there. Most of them have like M&Ms. So you get like a little bit of sugar. It really just has that perfect blend of healthy fats, calories, and protein. A lot of times they have dried fruit in there. So you got that natural sugar too. Trail mix really is like the, besides gum, (laughs) trail mix is like the top notch labor snack in my opinion. All right, that is it for this episode. If you are interested in that hospital bag checklist, again, you can find it in the description of this episode. And yeah, leave me a comment on Instagram or leave me a review. Tell me what you guys want to hear about. Tell me if you liked this episode. I love it when you guys go and rate the show, give it a five-star rating. It just makes my day when I see those little five stars come in. And if you want to go the extra mile, leave me a nice little review as well. But I will see you guys next week. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth, and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver.